0: Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Paul,
1: are you ready? I am ready as ready can be with a capital R to
0: the E-A-D-Y. I like it. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Paul Ross. He is a master sales trainer, a speaker, a teacher, and the author of Subtle Words That Sell. I'm excited to have you on. Paul, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. My personal life.
1: Well, I'm newly single. Thank goodness. So I'm happy and free about that. I am a master sales trainer and a hypnotist. And so I teach six and seven figure entrepreneurs the power of subconscious communication to dramatically increase their results, sometimes by 30 to 40 percent in the first 90 days of working with me.
0: Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And you've been at this for, for a good little while. Yeah, over the you have been alive, I think, mister. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, Paul, maybe. Um, so over the course of, I, I think that you've you've been the president of one of your companies, the CEO, for, for 30, 33 years, it's set on LinkedIn. So lots has changed or, or, or has it?
1: I think human nature will never change. The technology by which we deliver our message may change, but human nature and the way the human mind is affected by language. I have an ulterior motive whenever I speak and teach. The ulterior motive is to get my clients, students, listeners, viewers to fall in love with language. Language is powerful. Language structures consciousness, shapes decisions, drives behavior, and you as an entrepreneur have to know how to do that you are always selling whether you like it or not and here's a big the first real big gold nugget of this interview which is you're never selling your product or service you're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions and the best way to do that is to go to the subconscious or unconscious mind i use those terms interchangeably it doesn't really matter which one you use and so as a hypnotist i sort of figured out why well, i didn't entirely figure it out i had some good mentors But my basic idea is how can you take the power of suggestion and embed that in what appears to be an ordinary conversation so you create in your clients your prospects your customers a state of mind wanting to believe what you have to say of being focused on your message of being eager to see you win of being very suggestible so they have almost a childlike suspension of disbelief. Now, the crazy claim is that I can help you to have that happen within the first three, four, five minutes of conversation.
0: Nice. Well, that's a that's certainly an attractive claim. It may be crazy.
1: I am crazy. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to swear on your show. I don't know if I can. Whatever you want. Oh, I've been called batshit crazy and the mad scientist of. Uh, persuasion and that's great because i think it's the very ideas george that stand so far outside of what people are used to hearing and believing that have the possibility that hold the potential of bringing you results that are so far outside of what you're used to enjoying so i by all means batshit to me just means it's outside people's realm of what they consider to be their normal daily way of doing things
0: I'm a I, I, I 100% agree. I, I have, I, I feel like I fell in love with, with language and think the language is, is extremely important. Um, is it also a function of just breaking people's patterns? Because we're armed patterns.
1: Pattern interrupts are extremely powerful. One of the things that I love to do is to teach how to destroy objections. So here's the idea behind pattern interrupts. people, Think, feel, act, and respond according to predictable patterns. When you break those patterns, you create a temporary window of suggestibility. And once you do that, you can redefine the meaning of the whole interaction and lead them to new choices. I'll give you an example. When I teach my courses on destroying objections, this is my favorite thing. I love teaching. I love teaching influence but. Destroying objections is really important. So let's hear, let's say you as an entrepreneur are selling your decisions. Remember, I'm good dis- feelings about decisions. But let's say ultimately you're selling your product or service or whatever it is, and your client says, I need more time to think it over. Mm. Traditional things will say, Well, let's. what can we do to help you? figure out what it is that's going on so you can see how we can really make this work for you. I like to do a pattern interrupt called counter So role play with me, George. You sure. say, I need more time to think it over.
0: Yeah, I need to think about it. Maybe a little more time would be good. I understand.
1: Can I ask you a question? Have you ever taken a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be the wrong decision?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose I have.
1: Maybe, yeah, okay. So I give a counter example. That takes your example blows it out of the water, it's a pattern erupt to your way of thinking. And then I would continue to say, maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize you really can move forward today. So now I've redefined it as being about clarity. What does that imply? If it's only about clarity, then it implies, number one, that yes, of course it's a good idea you want to buy. doesn't say it. If we say it, then it becomes our statement rather than their conclusion. Hmm. By implying it, by presupposing it, they fill in the blank for themselves because that's the second rule. Whatever you can get your prospect to imagine for themselves would be perceived by them as being their own idea and therefore they will
0: not resist it. Well, that certainly makes sense. So uh, obviously the clarity word was extremely important in there. Um, The first part, right? just reframing it a little bit and saying hey George I know that you said you wanted to take a little bit of the time but have you ever actually done that and still made a bad decision right nice. right
1: exactly it's a complete shift in the person's thinking it's in effect implying without saying the very thing you want to do to guarantee you'll make the right decision is the thing that will guarantee you make a bad decision
0: I like it So going back, um, I sort of threw us off track a little bit, Uh, talking about your selling decisions and making or helping people have good feelings about those decisions. Is that really what that is? Is is, is that sort of going to the clarity that that just using the right words?
1: Yes, but here's a a deeper concept, a deeper principle, which is people nowadays don't trust their ability to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. It used to be that you know the old saying, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. That's not untrue, but it's not complete. Now, the second part of it is, nowadays, we have to hold people by the subconscious hand. That's a terrible metaphor. It doesn't work. We have to hold people by the hand, mentally, so to speak, and help them to trust their own decisions. Because people are bombarded by so many marketing messages, and they're also distracted. I'm holding up the cell phone because this is audio, audio interview only. They're distracted by instant messenger and Twitter and Tinder. Not that I know anything about Tinder, but there's <laughs> that. And so they realistically don't trust their ability to make good decisions. And they're bombarded by so many different people and offers and businesses. They don't trust their ability to make good decisions. So we really need to add in suggestions. You notice, I said, maybe it's not about time, but, uh, but about the clarity you need to recognize. This is a great decision. That's a suggestion. At the end of it, I said, this is a great decision. I didn't say, you can sign the contractor. You can sign up as a client. Because remember, whatever you can get your prospects to convince themselves so to convince themselves to believe will be perceived by them as being their own idea that's why the subtitle of my book is how to get your prospects to convince themselves to buy
0: that makes sense right there and certainly i mean it, it's almost almost an impossibility that 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 the decision that i'm making is the correct one right should i get the vaccine i don't I, yeah i guess but but now i read that 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 it's going to kill me should i do this oh my gosh so even the biggest things down to the smallest yeah to to, to, to to your point uh so our ability to to help people to create clarity in 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 their own head that the decision that they're making is in, is in fact the correct one and a good one it doesn't have to be the correct one. Does it have to be the correct one? It just needs to be a good one.
1: I hope if you're offering a good product or service that those two overlap. Right. If they don't overlap, then you're going to be in trouble eventually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, <clears throat> well, I think that that I think that that's a really powerful thing right there is that recognition that that people are, are that that we're all in a tough spot right now. So helping people to to make that good decision.
1: But you okay. don't tell them it's you don't say directly it's a good decision to buy with us i say a great decisions being made well what great decision by whom at what point in time so when you're vague and when you're ambiguous in fact when you're a little confusing that triggers the unconscious mind to search for the meaning that matches the sentence we've all heard make the message clear what i am saying that is batshit crazy is, no, there are times in your communication with your clients' prospects where you don't want to be clear. Now, that's absolutely nuts, but you can see when I say, maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize. A great decision's being made. That's a little confusing. Like, who's making the decision? Decision to do what? This is, in hypnosis, we call this a transderivational search, where the unconscious mind will activate and search for all possible meanings.
0: Nice. Appreciate that. So this is just one piece of an in, in overall system and process and strategy that, that I, I'm, I'm assuming that you help people with.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love doing it. You saw when we got up, uh, before the interview, we had a little like five minute chat and you could see how much I love doing this.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So, how, how do you think about that? Um, how, let's sort of, not that we have enough time to do this, but just take somebody that says, you know what, our, our sales process for my team of salespeople, it's just, it's not as optimized or effective as maybe it can be. How do we start thinking about just scrapping the whole thing, or?
1: Okay, I didn't say the scrap, look, if your sales process is working to some degree, great. I'm not saying to replace it with what I teach. I'm saying put inside of it the power of subconscious languaging, which is what I teach people to do. You don't want to scrap the whole process. If you put in the power of subconscious languaging and influence your prospect and client at that level, you'll see dramatic boost in your results. If you don't do it, you can continue on, but you're losing a lot, you're leaving so much money on the table if you don't put in the power of subtle suggestion of subconscious languaging. And I don't, speaking to you as someone who's devoted to constantly getting better, even optimal results in business, I don't like leaving money on the table.
0: No I, I, amen to that uh, re- really really one hundred percent. is it uh, so a, 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 as you're helping a salesperson, a sales team incorporate these into the entire process, I imagine a lot of it is designed to overcome would be objections on the front end, and then whenever objections do come up, overcoming them on on the yes, back end so-
1: Yes. So how can we create that kind of trust where they want to believe in us? Uh, objections will come up, but how do we sort of inoculate? You brought up the vaccine. How do we inoculate against the virus of objections? So one way to do it is to use some words I call implied relationship words. These words sort of activate that subconscious belief that we already have a relationship even though we've spoken for like three, four minutes. So I've taught realtors, I've taught people from every industry, but one of the things I teach them to say is before you present your marketing presentation, you want to use certain words. I'll give you an example. I know we only have a little time, but I'll unpack it very quickly for you. So I teach people to say, before we explore this marketing plan together, I just want to invite you to please share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is being made. So we use the words we explore together, invite and share. So instead of saying before I present this, I say before we explore. When you so we puts us on the same side of the table, explore. And exploration implies a leader, and for every leader there must be a follower. Exactly. But we're not saying you're going to be my follower. We're implying it before we explore this opportunity together, together again. We're on the same side of the table. I invite you, not I ask you, but I invite you. An invitation is something that people who have a relationship do with one another. I invite you to share. What's the difference between sharing a question and asking a question? A sharing implies a relationship. So in the space of a sentence, you're giving five, four five suggestions that you already have a relationship. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, it's always really in every interpersonal communication that I have with people, it's a matter of I'm always wanting to help people feel at ease. When you and I got on Today's call, I want the person I'm having a conversation with and interviewing to be comfortable and at ease and to feel like, you know, not stress, not having anxiety, uh, all, really all those things. And that's what we want in a sales conversation as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And even beyond that, the desire to believe you mm-hmm. and the view on the inside, not consciously. But the subconscious mind, again, is the seat, the place where decisions are really made. We know that, and then we rationalize it with facts, data, figures, numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, you do need to have the facts, figures, and data and numbers correct. But first, think of in your mind, what states of mind do I want my prospect to be in when I deliver those facts, data, figures, numbers? This is another batshit crazy idea the idea that selling is about creating and cultivating states of consciousness in your prospect and in your client. How do we create states in them or evoke states in them of fascination, focus, wanting to believe excitement? How do we put states of excessive skepticism, cynicism being unfocused? How do we put those to sleep? So to speak. And again, the best tool for doing that is Language, more specifically, the power of suggestion.
0: I love it. Well, Paul, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Never underestimate the power of
1: language to structure your consciousness, shape your behavior, drive your decisions, and do the same thing for your prospects and clients. Your language is either your worst enemy or your best friend.
0: Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets – come on. Come on. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people Gosh. learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Where can they get a copy of the book?
1: Well, I have um, a couple things. I have my Rapid Sales Accelerator that is a audio and written training that will teach you all of this. Go to paulrossbook.com. And if you want to get a hold of me and give me feedback for any reason, so I love this episode didn't like this episode I think you were amazing. Whatever it is. I love I read every email I love talking and interacting with clients and potential clients and just people in general write me Paul at speaker shoot me an email Perfect, and give me your give me. I'll tell you what give me your best Takeaway from this interview, and I'll just randomly select someone for a, a Free training
0: Awesome I love it Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did show Paul your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas Go to Paul Ross book.com check out, check out the rapid sales accelerator training pick up a copy of the book You don't need to uh, change your entire sales process by any stretch of the imagination. Just add in and accentuate and improve and optimize start getting better results. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you so much. I love this opportunity.
1: (laughs) I love it. What a way to start your day.
0: What a way to start your day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.